Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing today? This is Saturday. Yes, Saturday. You get a double dose of me. Um, uh, this is April Fool's Day, guys. So go ahead, go ahead and prank everybody you can on today. <laughs> and then yes, and then tomorrow you can go right back to normal. No, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but today, guys, I have a great cast. Um, uh, I am talking with Miss Marlene Miller, uh, uh, Mr. Jay Bullington, and Mr. Uh, uh, David Hahn, and his beautiful wife, Rosan. And it, well, it looks like we lost Mar uh, Oh, okay. There you go, Marlene. There you go. Okay. I was about to say we lost Marlene, but we didn't. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yes, guys, we are here to discuss louder hi go ahead and say hey to the listeners my guests hello from oklahoma <laughs> howdy from abilene and howdy from austin texas yes austin. and howdy from plano texas <laughs> now today uh we it's kind of special um yeah. for me and for jay because we discussed Slaughter High, and it was Jay's first episode. First ever right. episode. That was the first one. Yep. And we discussed Slaughter High. I, I did not listen. I have not listened to our discussion. I didn't discussion. because I didn't want it to influence my answers. To the right, questions. me. My answers that's exactly why I didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly why I didn't listen. I, I still have it. I'll probably listen to it after this podcast is over. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I, Jay, it's such an honor to oh, be on this podcast with you. I'm thrilled to be here. You know, I, and, you know, Keith was going to be my co-host. We have a podcast. Have you seen this one? Which looks yes. has been on a few times. Yes, she is our annual Halloween guest. Yes, and I can't and, wait for this Halloween. Oh yeah, and I got I got a I got a good one for us. So I'm just saying, I really got a ready. <laughs> But it's, it's been such a joy sharing our friendship in the podcast. And I can't wait to meet you in person right there. Oh, my God. Yes, I can't wait either, Jay. I, I, I've met David. I, Dave, it was so funny because me and David just ran into each other in passing. And I I looked at him because I, mean, I, I know his voice. I know. And he was on the phone. And so I turned around and I just stared at him. And he's like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> and then I brought my mom over. I was on the phone with my mom. And then I brought her over to meet you. Yes. Yes. We, I bonded with his mom. And I, I, yeah. Is she coming this year too, David? Um, yeah, mom's going to be there. And so is um, uh, Dwayne, uh, my stepdad. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rose is going Rose is to be sitting this one out though this year. Oh, why? I'm gonna miss you, Miss Rose. Well, my hips and knee have really, really been bothering me. Oh, and I listen. I can relate. When oh. I was there, everybody was so crowded in. Yeah. That my anxiety and panic attacks kicked in too many times. Oh yeah, yeah. I I understand. I love being okay. in another crowd. I actually start hyperventilating. 
Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I'm so sorry. The person who usually watches our cats has passed away, so she wouldn't be able to watch our cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're five days when we go, because we go down a day before and leave the day after. Oh, right. Okay. There'd be nobody to take care of our cats for five full days, and we've got three of them. And right. HIV. So we don't want to leave him alone for that long. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, yes. I get it. Your our pets are our family. I. I, Oh yeah, they become like family. Yes, they're my babies. They are our dogs. Are our babies? I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. By the way, what was the, does anybody know what the dog's name in, that Carolyn Rowe had in this movie? What was that dog's name? Does anybody know? No. All, all she said was, who's a good boy? Who's a pretty boy? Who's a pretty... That's all she uh, said. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think his name was boy. boy. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think his name was Boy. Boy. <laughs> and, <laughs> All right, Angus. <laughs> this is not the phantasm episode, guys. Okay. He's the nicest guy. He was a sweetheart. I heard everybody said that he was like off camera. He was the sweetest, most soft spoken, and then the camera would turn on and he'd be boy, and they would literally get scared because like, who the hell is this? You know. <laughs> That's well, so that's how you know you're a good actor. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. yes. He held my hand with both of his hands, and we were talking and having this wonderful conversation. And his hand leans over and says, "Okay, it's time to move on to the next set of people." And he turns to his handler and he says, "I am having a conversation with this lovely young lady. Oh, please leave us alone." Oh, Aww. I love that so much. Oh, we steal my heart. Yes, I know. It's, oh, I like him even more now. <laughs> but he's I passed like away him. now, right? He passed yeah, on. Yeah, he passed away. As a matter of fact, he passed away the day before Bowie did. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he for a week. And then when you got over that, then Prince died. Wow. Wait, that was the same year? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because they, they died in 2016, right? Yeah. I was actually glad that I was only a sub-teacher at that time because I couldn't go to work. I was just too upset. Too upset, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, and I people, know, you know. Multiple occasions. Yeah. Actually and going to work and helping them. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. I always had a crush on Prince, so. Oh yeah, who didn't have a crush on Prince? Right. Who right. didn't? I mean, I mean, Prince. Everybody has a crush on Prince. Everybody. Everybody. I mean, I don't care what color you were. I don't care what gender you were. <laughs> you had, you had a crush on on Prince. And if you are beautiful, Prince had a crush right back on you. No. <laughs> but uh, okay, so bringing it back to Slaughter High, guys. 
Well, well listen, you know that you know how we are on this podcast. We go all the way around the world and then back again. The same way on our so. So okay, so we are all in agreement that Slaughter High was one of the greatest eighties horror movies. Without a doubt. It was. It just was. I mean, I can watch this movie, and I have it on right now. I can watch this movie all day, every day, and not get tired of it. Ask me how I know I can do that because I did it last week. All this week leading up to it, I watched it over and over again. I'm just gonna say this about Far um, High. It's entertaining. But for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's made by it's it's made by Best Drawn Pictures, yes. but it is it is so low budget. Oh man, so it easy, is. Well, that I cannot believe Troma didn't do this. I know. <laughs> it really is. Oh my God. If you if you told me this is a Troma film, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and everything I read said the budget was two point one million dollars. <laughs> What they spend it on? Well, you said what did they spend it on? Hold the light out, but yeah, that's from Road War. That had no perspiration uh, and, and no blood or anything. It was pure white throughout the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let me get into the questions. Let me get into the questions, guys. Okay. So who was your favorite character? Uh, Marlene, I'll go. I'll ask you first, uh, since you're you're at work, and so I want you to you know keep that flow going. <laughs> Who was your favorite character, Marlene? Uh, I left my notes at home, so I meant to drop in. So oh, wing it, wing it, yeah, wing it. <laughs> I guess this time I'm just gonna have to go with Marty. Uh, I think it was just so funny, like especially like being. Um, remember when he was waiting in the shower for old girl to come in there and oh, yeah. said, Marty sucks. Chases <laughs> to Marty. Yeah. <laughs> and just little things like that. Like he was a supposed to be like a an Uber nerd. Down the smoke pot, <laughs> right? Uh, and you know what? Day, I think I remember us saying that in the first uh, podcast. How yes. he was supposed to be a nerd or whatnot, but I thought I I thought he looked better than Skip, in my this opinion. Cute, funny guy. He was like, so cute. Hang out with this guy. Yeah, he was cute. He was funny. You know, he was smart. I mean, like, funny and smart together and cute. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, but, you know, and, as, and as despicable, so, you know. <laughs> well, not all the other characters. I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> the big guy. I know, I work it today, school. <laughs> <laughs> the big guy. Right. <laughs> it's, 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 I think it's funny, too, when they're all screaming, where's the beef? I was like, you don't see it? <laughs> <laughs> we all saw the beef. Right. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say like it's beefy. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big fan of nudity because I think 
God created these beautiful bodies. I'm like, why should we be ashamed of them? And I love this movie because they they are equally yeah. male and female. Just it's uh, there. You know, I thought that it was a good thing. You know, uh, again, I know I'm a Christian woman, and I am, but I thought that it was a good thing to see that not only w- women can bear it all. You know, yes, because in the 80s, it was almost always the women and never the men. Right, and right. The and and so I, I thought that it, things, yeah. you know, I thought that it was kind of good to see that. It felt natural. It felt yes. Just, yeah. It that Brian game was so shocking. Oh, I remember. Clearly remember that. You know, if it wasn't been for that penis scene, the crying game would have been a pretty boring movie. I, I don't even know what you y'all know, are I talking about. Seen it. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. You have not seen the crying game. No. The best thing about the movie is the song. <laughs> I know all there is to know about the crying game. <laughs> okay, now I have. Okay, I have homework to do. I have to watch Boxing Helena and the Crying Game. Yeah. Right I see Helena first. <laughs> all right. So, and and I'm pretty sure we're gonna add to that list as we go on through the podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, David, who was your favorite character? I started. My favorite character. Oh, sorry. Did you? Did you say? Did you say? Oh, David. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, this one I really struggled with. I mean, usually it's the other way around. Usually, you know, when I have to find a least favorite character, it feels like nitpicking. (laughs) This one, I I had to find a. I struggled to find a character that I liked uh, because. Of course, like you said, Jay, all the um, uh, other kids other than, you know, um, Marty were despicable. There was no redeeming qualities about any of them. Marty, though, was kind of an idiot. Like, really? I mean, you really think, I mean, you're a sex machine. Really? Yeah. (laughs) You think you get a chick as hot as Carolyn Monroe? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you really think you're all that, and you also think that you know. I mean, after what he went through, they were still willing. He's still willing to be buddies with those guys and take a joint from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was so, naive. So it was really hard. I mean, really, the only person that was innocent in this whole movie was Good Boy, the dog. <laughs> I like the coach because the coach, he took these, you know, pieces of garbage that, you know, brawl up to this and he, you know, gave them the punishment that they needed. I actually was stupid too. <laughs> well, the other person I liked um, was uh, the uh, Digby, who was the uh, caretaker. Yes. Yeah. Even he knew that Pollock was a pain in the ass. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, oh, by the way, you know, this was like English and uh, American actors all together in one because it was shot in England. Yes. yes. You know, yeah. there's a fun drinking game. There's a fun drinking game. 
Take a shot every time somebody's English accent slips out. <laughs> we would okay. all be drunk. I, yeah, I'll be, I'll be shit faced. <laughs> we would all be drunk because I, I, like every other sentence. It's so funny. Every other sentence, especially the girl that plays, um, uh, the girl that played Nancy. Oh Nancy, my gosh. Oh, that girl cannot speak yeah. American to save her life. Yes. And, and Stella, Stella, I mean. Well, well you know, Stella is from Texas. She's the only one that is actually American. She's from Texas. I thought she was No, no, no. She's from Texas. I was probably looking at Nancy then. I really feel like she, no, Stella, there's a, and I can't remember what line, but it's like, is she making fun of them? Like, <laughs> well, you know, like, they said on um, with the British accent, I'm like, it wasn't really a good accent. Are you making fun of them? Or is that what you're <laughs> <doing>? <laughs> oh, okay. Cause I thought she was, I thought we looked up something and she was from the UK. No, she's from Texas. What part? Uh, it didn't say. Now, it didn't say what part of Texas she was from, but she is from Texas. Well, I think she's from Houston. Let me look, don't quote me on that though. Let me look her up. <laughs> but I know, I know that she is uh, from Texas. Yeah. No, I think, um, I think Kathy Baker, um, actually, uh, is from London. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I have my phone right next to me. Uh, Kelly Baker just says, known for Slaughter High and Don't Open Till Christmas and Guiding Light. That's all it says. Yeah, that's all I could find about her. Um, there was actually, what was interesting is there was another Kelly Baker that I thought was the same person that turned out to be a, a murderess, but it wasn't her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Okay. <laughs> yes, I looked up. I I, I um, googled uh, Kelly Baker, and uh, it brought up you know the lady from this movie, uh-huh. and then it brought up another one that kind of somewhat looked like her that turned out to be a murderess somewhere in the south. Here it is. Kelly Baker is a singer dancer from New York City. Oh, okay. Musical theater program. Credits include the Bright Star, the Tesla, and Into the Woods in Oklahoma. This is from Broadway World. So she went from, if it's the same Kelly Baker, that is, she went from doing that to Broadway. Doesn't say anything about her film work. Not on that particular site. Yeah, because I'm I'm on um her IMDB right now uh for um for Kelly Baker and it says um don't really have any info on her. It just says yeah. Kelly Baker is known for Slaughter High, Don't Open yeah, Till Christmas, Christmas, and yeah, Guiding Light. Yep. But yeah, that's it. But nothing yet on the girl that played Stella. Nothing on Donna. Um, Stella, um, the girl who plays Stella is her real name is Donna Yeager. Right, right. I saw that. Yeah, and there is nothing 
on her. I mean, not even a picture. Not even a photo. Not even a picture. (laughs) It says that she's known for Slaughter High and Strong Medicine, which was uh, made in 1986. But nothing else. Same year and nothing else. Yeah, no other films at all. It seems Which like I'm not only, surprised. She's not that great. <laughs> the only person that really had a name in this was Carolyn Monroe, but yes, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Here she is, 35, trying to be a high school. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know, 35, 35. And I know, and I know that they're doing a, a reunion, but she's still a good 10 to 15 years older than everybody else in the cast. Yes, and I was great. She I love Carolyn Monroe. I, I met her. She was the first guest I ever met at Texas Frightmare Weekend. Wow. I hear she's really cool. She is, and she's still hot. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, she's still pretty. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen interviews with her recently, and she looks fantastic. Yeah. And she has such a good sense of humor about her career. She's like, she's she's really cool. She's like, yeah, I know some of that was cheesy. Like, what was the movie where the only thing she did was come out on stage and sing a song, and that was it? I can't remember. Um, Oh, shoot. I can't remember what it is. The only thing she does in the whole movie, they open the curtains and she comes out on stage and, and sings this song or lip syncs it, you know. And then they, a dead body shows up and she, ah, and then that's it. And then they move on with the movie. I can't remember what it is. Oh, shoot. It's driving me crazy now. Okay. Oh, Somebody look up the movie that Jay is talking about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because now I want to know. Now I want to know. That's going to irk me now. <laughs> right. More Latrice. Right. <laughs> okay. And Jay, I, I know, like I said, we have talked about this before, but yeah. neither one of us really, you know, really remember exactly. what we, exactly. you know, bits and pieces. I remember bits and pieces of what we talked about. Yes, but, me too. Me too. but uh, so, who was your favorite character in Slaughterhouse? Well, I'm good. I'm gonna agree with David. I mean, really, my favorite character was Digby. Yeah. He was the smartest person in the movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't and, and, it very long, but he was the smartest person there. I, mean, I just, you know, nobody listened to him, and there you go. This happens. Yep. Yeah, he was my favorite, without a doubt. Yeah, I just thought that he would. Uh, well, like you guys said, you know, he had sense. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Although I have to say, second place would be Stella because she makes me laugh. So <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my second favorite—you know—my second favorite is Nancy. Actually, actually, I thought that That's Nancy funny. was good because you know I—I I liked how remorseful she was. Because she was more remorseful than anybody else in that group. You know, even Carolyn so. Monroe, she was more remorseful than her. Yeah. Was supposed to be like the main, you know, the final girl, so to speak. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's a, and and um, oh, did Miss Rose have a favorite character, David? Yes, I liked the caretaker. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, so we are all in agreement. <laughs> but but you know what, uh, Marlene, I did like Marty too. I liked Marty because I I, I liked him. Um, he was. Like I said, he was cute. I, I thought he was cuter than Skip. Much more cuter than Skip. And and, and he was the, uh, you know, I mean, I know he was naive. And like you said, David, he was an idiot. But I, I couldn't help but like him. I thought, you know, I thought he represented every kid that wanted to be accepted that wasn't accepted. Yeah. For whatever reason. 
I will say this about um, Marty Ezra, who was played by, let's see if I can get the name right, Scudamore. How do you say it? Scudamore. Scudamore. Uh, yes, Simon Scudamore. I think that's Simon Scudamore. Okay. I'm just going to say this. I mean, I thought he was, he's an English actor, but I thought he was much better at hiding his English accent than everybody else was. He was. Yeah, but and I tried looking this up. We both did. Does anybody know why he killed himself after this movie was done? Uh, well, his parents. Uh, yeah, yes, we did. Yeah. It's so sad. His mother. Well, um, I did read that the um, producers of the movie um, went to his funeral, and they talked to his mom, and they told his mom that they thought that you know him doing the film might have pushed him over the edge, but his mom said no, that's not it because he actually really loved doing this movie but she said that he was always depressed he he had always suffered with depression and so and and that's actually what took him you know yeah it, it it is it it is and um uh, depression takes a lot of people over and and that's just you know that's one demon that is hard to overcome so um but um <clears throat> but yeah but that's that's why uh david he he suffered from depression okay yeah that's what i read anyway yeah I, I believe that. Yeah. yeah so well uh who is everybody's least favorite character and uh marlene i'm gonna start with you again honey who was your least favorite character? Uh, skip. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. We are here. We see eye to eye. eye, to eye. I'm telling you, I have that in my notes. Skip. <laughs> and uh, and David, who was your uh, least favorite character? Skip Pollock, played by Carby. I can't even say this last name. <laughs> Iana Cone, Iana Pone. How, how do you say that? Yeah. Iana Cone or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say it either. You always run into some guy that thinks he's funny when he's really not. I mean, he's. There's nothing more pathetic than a comedian that laughs at his own jokes when nobody else is laughing. Um, he was, I think, you know, like I was saying, um, the caretaker hit it on the head of Digby when he said, you was a pain in the ass. He was a pain in the ass for the whole movie. Even in his, after he died, he was a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> and what I really hated, even what I really hated him about was okay that one scene it was right after uh they go into the room and they find um shirley i think it was shirley they got um yes they find find her corpse and he's like you bastard you bastard he was so unconvincing i mean his his whole trying to be dramatic his whole temper tantrum was just It cracks me up. I can't. Skip made me laugh, not for the reasons that his character would want me to laugh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, 
so we bad, have, it's just hilariously bad. Oh. You see, you and I, Jay, we agree. We found it funny when the yes. funny guy didn't find it funny anymore. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're right, <laughs> and he drives a piece of crap car. I know. And, and he says, when they ask him what he's doing, he's like, oh, this and that, which means he can't hold down a job. He, he yeah. probably lives with his parents. Oh, uh, you're so right about that. Oh my gosh. Yes. I would not be surprised. Rose just showed me a picture of what he looks like now. He actually doesn't look as goofy as he did in the movie. He actually looks like a by an upstanding adult. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one of these years he can come down from London to Texas for a weekend so we can all meet him and let him know what a moronic character he was on Scarlet High. I have a, oh, he's actually from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's pretty much the dawn of this movie, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Latrice when we talked about Terrifier? Oh, yeah. We yeah. Well, that played Dawn. He's pretty much going to be the Dawn of this. Yes, <laughs> yes. We are not going to like Skip all that much then if he is the Dawn of this movie because, yeah, we didn't like Dawn all that. Now, I know I didn't like Dawn on Terrifier. No. <laughs> but, guys, we have to take a quick little break and when we come back, I will be asking Jay who his least favorite character was. We'll be right back after this, guys. All right, Warriors, we are back. And Jay, who is your least favorite character? Well, this is funny because she was your second favorite. It's Nancy. <laughs> I, she's useless. It's, uh, okay, well, oh, no, no, no. I'll tell you who's useless. I will tell you who's useless. Shirley. Shirley was the most useless character. No. Why would... And I will go even further than that. Susan. Why was Susan there? <laughs> I'm just going to say about Shirley. She, I, I wonder if she really found out, you know, in that uh, death scene um, when, um, who was it that got, had his guts exploded by the beer? Uh, uh, was, um, who was it? Was it Skip? Uh, Ted. Was it? Oh, was it Ted? I thought it was Ted. Ted exploded and, yeah. you know, his blood guts got all, all over uh, Shirley. <laughs> Notice not one person went to help her and get her cleaned up. They all ran the other way. Every time I watch this movie, it, it amazes me. Not one person's like, oh my God, are you okay? No, they immediately run like like they're going to have acid poured <laughs> on them right now. You know? Right. <laughs> like something's going to happen like right then to them. Some friends y'all are. And this school, and the school had a bathtub. Can you believe that? <laughs> We are going to get there, David. We're going to trust and believe. We're going to get there. <laughs> I have I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> but not now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, 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 um, oh, Miss Rose, who is your least favorite character? I know you're probably not going to agree with me. Cassie. Cassie. 
Carol. No, it was Carol. Oh, oh. I know what you mean, Carol. Oh, yeah, Carol. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, know what? what? I get it. Rose, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Do you know why I'm here? Well, why? I'm, I'm very interested. <laughs> Any person who uses their good looks and their sweet voice for evil deserves whatever bad things come their way. I and here she takes and she tries to steal a boy's innocence. Yep. She tries. She knows she's leading him into a trap. She knows he's going to get abused. Yes. She knows he's probably going to get beat up in the process. She's going to embarrass him. On and all for what? Her own pleasure? Right. I think it's tricks for different things to teach a human being. You know, that scene reminds me so much of Terror Train's opening. <laughs> With with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, when they had the, the corpse in the bed and they get that kid in there, and she said, "Oh, come, you know, come, you know." Oh yeah, uh, yeah, um, terror train, yeah. Terror train, yeah. Um, but yet, Jamie Lee Curtis ma manages to make her look like, "Oh, I didn't realize how bad this was." Oh my God, what? Well, yeah, she was remorseful. Yeah. Carolyn Monroe is totally in on it and all down for it. She's just, like I said, despicable. So I agree, yeah. Rose. I get it. I totally get it. And how the hell did they get her to do this movie? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, I know. I know. I know how. I know how. How? She was dating the director. Oh, so they were dating at the time. Yep, they were dating at the time. They got married in 1990, and they got yeah, they were okay. married until his death in 2020. Well, there you go. Begged her, or do you think she volunteered? I think he might have begged her. <laughs> this is my personal opinion. That's where they came I think you might be right, actually. That's just well, my personal know. opinion, though. You know, I love that white outfit. Oh, that outfit is hilarious. Okay. It's so 80s and it's so white, perfectly white through the whole movie. <laughs> and, like you know, but you know, that whole scene, um, well, well, <clears throat> we'll get to it later. We'll get to yeah. it later. Uh, you know, I mean, she was in Maniac and uh -huh. The Last Door Show with, with um, oh, and Star, uh, I like Star Crash. It's a really cheesy uh, sci-fi, like a Star Wars ripoff. It's terrible. And uh, what uh, the guy that's in Maniac and uh, what's his name? Um, oh, um, Joe Spinell. Yes, thank you, Joe Spinell. He's in Star Crash too. They they made actually three movies at least together. That I know. <laughs> and I think she's fun on camera, but she's not an actress. She's a fun personality, someone who's having fun on camera. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's hard to take her really seriously acting wise, and it really in this movie pays off. It's, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but she's very, she's very sweet in person if you ever get a chance to meet That's, her. Every interview I've seen with her, she's so down to earth. And like I said, she had such a good sense of humor about her career and everything. You know, she's, she's cool. cool. And you know, I know you're a Vincent Price fan, though. Wasn't she also in the Dr. Fives movies? Um, I think that was Diana Rigg. Yeah, it wasn't Carolyn Monroe. Carol no, that was Diana Rigg, who I also adore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. hmm. 
Why is Cameron Raw always linked to Dr. Fives? Well, he was in the Hammer films. She was in a oh. lot of Hammer movies. And so I think that's, and they're all kind of linked in that time frame, kind of the gossip. Oh, yeah. That's probably where I've seen her from the Hammer films. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen so many of them, I couldn't tell you which one she was in. She's probably in multiple of the ones I've seen. They all, they all blur together after a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, scream and Scream Again, that's the one she was in. Oh, I had that. Scream and Scream Again, she was in that. I forgot about that, yeah. And wasn't she in one of the Peter... Wasn't she also in one of the um, um, Christopher Lee Dracula movies? I'm, not, I'm looking at her. Oh my gosh, she just made a movie in 2021. What do you know? Oh, really? Um, I'm not sure which one. She's in the, the abominable Mr. Fives. Dr. Fives, rather. Oh, you know what? She went, Yeah, that's been surprised. But she, it says she was uncredited in that, so I don't know what part she played. She's probably in one of the party scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, while Jay is looking all that up, well, um, <laughs> what is everybody's? What is everybody? What is everybody's favorite scene? Um, okay, Marlene, we're gonna go to you again. Since you're at work, I want you to, you know, just keep the flow going. <laughs> what is your favorite scene? What is your favorite scene, Marlene? Um, probably after they started getting into the school and discovering that there's like a party there for them. I mean, like it's it's obviously a trap. Yeah, um, <laughs> like, yeah. well, yeah. They're ones that are still going uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they're still going anyway. They're like, oh, there's all this beer. It's the eighties. <laughs> And, and and that's when and actually, if you want to know the truth, that's when the movie begins. In my opinion, the the movie began once they went in that school and they were yeah. trapped. That's when, that's when the movie starts. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, for real. And, and uh, what about you, David? What was your um, favorite scene? Okay. Well, first, Jay, just so you know, it's Dracula, nineteen seventy-two A.D. That's oh, what said. you know. Okay, cool. Dracula All right. Thanks. Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? No, you said 1972 AD. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, that, I'm dyslexia. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> dyslexia. And I'm a dyslexia uh, interventionist, so I understand. So go ahead. <laughs> An element I've been liking all my fight. I, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> my favorite scene actually um, is. Uh, after Marty kills um, Carol, because you know, in a lot of these slasher movies, especially during this time, a lot of them, you know, unless it's like a well-known killer like Jason or Freddy or Michael Myers, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a Scooby-Doo kind of thing. Yeah, where you don't expect the killer to actually be who you think it is. Yeah, I mean, I kept thinking it was gonna. Well, at first I thought it was the janitor until he got killed. Yeah, actually, and me and Rose were actually thinking it was going to be the coach, but we're going to find out that maybe Marty was the coach's son. Yeah, oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been a good twist. But 
Okay. Then all of a sudden, it's like hey. that's too intelligent for this movie. That won't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, I mean, this is a trauma style movie. Yeah. I can't wait for Kabuki Man to show up. Anyway, <laughs> but, but then the mask comes off. I'm like, oh, oh, it it is Marty. Okay. Yeah, well, Marty, yeah. Okay, you guys, revenge, good for him. But then it goes in this kind of thing where he's in like this dream-like like, state. That's what I thought it was. Sees, like everybody, you know, coming back as, you know, I don't want to say zombies, uh, but corpses. Spirits. Yeah, spirits, corpses. Yeah. They're spirits, and it's kind of like a, a, a zombie thing. And then he goes, and then we see he's still in the hospital, and this whole thing, his whole revenge, has just been a dream. So I thought it was really good as far as being, you know, a slasher film. I mean, it was like a totally different ending than I was expecting. It was a very creative way to end the movie, in my opinion. I mean, and then, then when he, you know, kills the nurse, and then you turn around and find out that, you know, he's in the nurse outfit and, you know, he's looking at maniacally like, you know, okay, it's going to happen. We just, his dream was a preview of what, you know, was going to happen, what we just seen. Right. But, you, know, you kept thinking there would be a sequel, but I don't think there was. No. No, I would have liked to have seen it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But instead of Slaughter High, they should have called it a class reunion massacre. It's well, something it like that. That would have been a great title. Right, right. It's supposed to be April Fools, but then yeah. they got word that Paramount was doing a film yeah. called that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was it was released the same time. Yeah. So well, and, and Italy, in Italy, it's known as Jolly Killer. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what a title. Yeah, JK. And, <laughs> and, um, the guy that actually um, was one of the producers, I have his name here. Um, where is it? Right here. Uh, Rick Randall. He produced uh, The French Sex Murders and The Girl in Room 2A, which are both on Shudder right now. If any of y'all have Shudder. I yeah, I, I don't have Shudder yet. Not oh, yet. It's, I awesome. It. it's awesome. I recommend it. it a wealth of movies like unbelievable from year from early days to modern it's amazing yeah 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 i mean it, i i totally recommend it like jay does and also you know besides you know that scene i loved all the kill scenes because like you know me and jay are agreement everybody here in this movie's despicable except for the dog and digby yeah, right. except for them i'm happy to see him go you know yeah <laughs> so that was all great which i'm sure we'll get more into kind of like megan you know oh so, yeah, yeah get <laughs> and Jay, what was your um, uh, favorite scene? My favorite scene is the final scene where all of a sudden he wakes. We're in the hospital, and, and I love that scene because it's so unexpected. The zombie scene before it, I'm like, oh, okay, I, you know, he's he's being tormented by what he did. I get it, but but the final scene, the first time I saw this movie, I'm like, that's the most clever thing that happened in this whole movie to me. <laughs> I was like, wow. They actually thought of this. I'm like impressed, you know. <laughs> um, and it, I, I really liked the way it ended. I just thought it was a really cool ending. So that's my favorite scene. Well, you know, my favorite scene, uh, in rewatching this movie this past week, over and over and over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, uh, before I sing my favorite scene, though, I do want to know Miss Rose's favorite scene. Mine's a little more psychological. I loved the scene where Carol gets killed in the shower. For ah. reason. 
Where did she perpetrate the hoax? Yes. Yes. It was very meaningful. With a knife to the belly. When a serial killer knives women in the belly, why do they knife women in the belly? It's the penis going yes. into the woman. The knife becomes, or the penis becomes the knife, and just getting into her womb in any way possible is the modus operandi. Yeah. So him knifing her in the stomach is the perfect way a serial killer with a female hatred problem would kill. And since she's the one who instigated this in his mind, even though we know it was Skip that instigated it, she's the one who got it started for him. So he brings it all full circle and he still gets to um, have his way with her in an offhanded way. With a javelin. He gets to carry out that fantasy that, that he didn't sex with the beautiful right right that he had all those years ago so and i know you're going to say that's too psychological for this no, movie my, you're blowing However, my mind <laughs> in my mind that's exactly what i'm seeing because this kid is smart yes he already knows all of this and so even in his fantasy, he goes full-on psychological nerve yeah, but, but here's on the, her. But here's this thing. You know, he should have known when Carol Monroe, Carol went to him and, you know, tried to perpetrate it. Marty should have known right then and there when she even went up and tried talking to him. This hot chick is like a after me, yeah. It's like in Revenge of the Nerds. The yeah, which, says to him, are all nerds as good as you? And he says, yeah. She goes, but why? He said, all jocks think about are sports. All nerds think about is sex. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I'm being real. Every nerd I knew in high school, and trust me, I knew a lot because I was a female nerd. All the guys did think about was sex. And the <laughs> girls did bait the boys like that. <laughs> and the girls really did believe that the girls were going to lay them. And, of course, all they did was get a swirly out of it. Yeah, so that's why I knew when, when, when I was in high school and a pretty girl would come talk to me, I would run. Because I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't hey, I, I, I hear that, David. I hear that. I, I knew that a, something was going to happen, and I ran. Miss <laughs> 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 Rose, I think... Miss Rose, I think you missed your calling as like a forensic pathologist or something. I think you're right. Because, because you, I mean, I, every time we talk, I mean, you have some, something so profound as, you know, as it relates to like murderers or, uh-huh. and I stuff guess. like that. I mean, mind <laughs> blown. Okay. I, I just you think you missed your mind. calling. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. You blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, wow. you just, oh my God, she was, I mean, just so great. That, that's, that was deep 
on so many levels. And I, yes, I, I am here for it. <laughs> Not only was that my favorite scene in the movie, it was my favorite death. And well, yeah. <laughs> I character. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yes. Uh, you know, can can we talk real quick? I'm I'm sorry, not to, Rose. That was amazing, and I'm going to talk about that again in a minute. But can we talk about the fact that she <laughs> hit him in the back and then dropped the weapon and ran away? She dropped her weapon. Oh uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I thought she hit all of you with it. She did, but then she dropped it. <laughs> yeah, she uh, right after she did it, she dropped it. Yeah. So, like, oh, and it made me think of Lori's throat in Halloween when she drops the, 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 the is it the knife? It's, the knife. Yeah. it's not the knitting, no, it's not the knitting, it's the knife when she, oh, when she, oh, flips the knife, she drops it, like, oh. Um, that's more realistic to me than this. Carol Monroe is like, why did she drop her bat? Why is the only thing she got? Why did she drop that? And then run away in her heels and her white outfit. <laughs> well, Like, well, Stella has a type, apparently. <laughs> I was, I was the whole thing about, 
and the whole thing about how um, their kid was really Frank's. I just thought that, and then, you know, when they're having sex, she goes, talk dirty to me. He's like, uh, fuck, uh, tits, uh, screw, uh, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) She was cheating on her husband, Joe, while he was out trying to fix the, the, um, the tractor. The The tractor, tractor. the tractor, yeah, they're trying to fix the tractor, and, you know, he's just, he's just a shit, excuse me, she's just a shitty human being for doing that. Her husband's trying to get them out of there, and they're in there screwing while there's a killer in the building, like, well, we're gonna die, what should we do? Let's have sex! Okay! Right! (laughs) What the hell, man? I agree. I agree. That whole thing. I mean, I was just ready for them to die. I agree, but however, I will do you one better. Uh, I, I know I'm going out of turn, but I, I have to get this out. I have got to get this out. <laughs> Why, and we talked about it before. As a matter of fact, David, I think you said it. Why, oh why, did Shirley go take a freaking bath while a killer, well, it, they didn't even know that there was a killer on the loose at that moment. All that, all they knew was that Ted got his insides, uh, you know, all over the place. Yes. But Shirley goes to take a freaking bath, and then when the when the hot water turns on and it turns, you know, to whatever it turns into. She could not get out the bathtub. Why? Why didn't she get out immediately? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, the heck is this? That was my least favorite scene because I'm like, why? Why? Just why? And also, this chat the script says I have to fall back in. I have to do it. And also, something else. Rose pointed this out to me, too. Um, she always helps me with my notes. She's so great. I love her when she goes to podcast with me um i was saying what school has a freaking bathtub in? yeah i know ours didn't they had showers and stuff but a bath yeah. because if but they would have had a bathtub i would have used it because i love taking baths but did you point out to me it's a british thing and the movie even though it's supposed to take place in america oh yeah it yeah place at a grammar school in, in england and yes in it england, does they have a no it was a grammar school that's where this took oh, place. It's supposed to be a high school. It's supposed to be a high school. was really yeah, a grammar school. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's an English thing that they have bathtubs there. So that should have been a dead giveaway that this yeah. wasn't an American movie. Uh, but you know what? I actually have that in my fun facts. So we will know what, what exactly it was when we get there. Okay, when we yeah. get to the five fun facts. I'll let you guys know. Well, here's a fun fact for you, too. Speaking of the bathtub, I was married to a British man, lived in UK. Like 50% of the households do not have an actual shower. Oh, they really? They have a cord that you attach to the spigot of the bathtub. And you use that after your bath to rinse your hair and rinse the bubbles off. Ah. Uh-huh. Mm. Most people in Great Britain prefer take an actual bath one it's more relaxing two yes it is i'm a testament to that more gets themselves off and three 
just doesn't like being surrounded by nice warm water and closing their eyes and chilling for half an hour. You know, Rose. Well, just, for me, it's two hours. I always chill for two hours. Nice. Nice. My mom hates it though because my my mom's like. You're going to tear your hair out and everything like that. I'm like, oh, please. <laughs> I don't care about that. Let <laughs> me just let me just unwind for two or three hours yeah. with a glass of wine and some great music. That, that whole thing just taught, just got me to think about something. What if instead of if it was a bath and a, you know, bathtub, what if it was a shower sink? I mean, wouldn't it have been more effective? I think it would have been more effective. I mean, of course, we'd all be waiting for, you know, um, Mama Bates to show up, but <laughs> well, no, the acid, that'd be kind of a shock. Yeah, but they couldn't do a shower scene because they didn't have a shower. They only had the bath. Yeah, exactly. Wait, that... Did the shower work do though? Am I wrong? No, I, it was just the bath, I think. Okay. No, wait, they did have a shower in the men's, in the ladies' room, didn't they? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that's, that's where they were. That's where they were. Yeah. <laughs> well... And Marlene, uh, uh, can you hear us, Marlene? Are you back? Yes, 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 I can hear you. I'm uh, sorry, uh, I, mean, I have my mic muted, but I'm not talking. Oh, that's all right, that's all right. Yeah, I know you're at work, sweetheart, that's all right. Uh, well, what is your least favorite scene? Least favorite scene? I don't really have one. I like I like the whole movie. Um, I guess like them not really having too much of a remorse. Like like when they when they like I said when they go to that room and the, all the party stuff is there and they see their locker lockers and whatnot and they're talking about how uh, Marty what what happened to him. They're just like oh okay. <laughs> right. Kind of like not so about it. Yeah, it was like they were not so lot about what they did to him. Yeah. And Jay, what was your uh, least favorite scene? Well, it's well, actually, Jay, 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 before before yeah. you finish, we have got to go on a break because we're I, I'm actually is about to go out on me. <laughs> So, yes, so let us take a little break and then Jay, you can go ahead and tell us what your least favorite scene was. We'll be right back. <laughs> I'm on the edge of mine. All right, guys, we are back, and we are all ready to hear Jay's answer. <laughs> well, I've kind of got a boring answer because I really like, I'm like Marlene. It's hard to pick a movie that's like, oh, what's your least favorite? All the scenes are kind of funny to me and, or, you know, entertaining to me in, in a way. Yeah. And I have to go kind of David, you know, the scene with Stella, and I can't remember his name in bed. Like, uh, Frank. 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 I really have to say that probably be my least favorite, only because, and I'm like my mother's this way too. It's so funny. I, my 84 year old mother doesn't mind sex scenes, except they're boring. She's like, "Let's move on. Come on, let's get to the story." <laughs> <laughs> so I would have to say that's probably my least favorite. You know. 
know. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm on 74, and she she has like, such a raunchy sense of humor. Uh, if I showed her this thing, she'd be like, all right. You know, like, you know, the beach If I saw the sex scene with Frankenstein to my mom, my mom would just roll her eyes and be like, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right, and now we have come to the uh, to my most uh, 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 to the uh, fun part, uh, the fun question, I should say. Uh, oh, who yeah. was everybody's most creative <laughs> kill? Uh, 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 M- Mar- Marlene, I'm going to come to you um, first for this one since we have you on here now again. <laughs> Whose um, kill was most creative, in your opinion? I really liked uh, Ted's death scene with the sex busting out from the beer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like the, uh, also like, uh, what was her name? Uh, Cheryl? Or the one that was in the bathroom. Uh, Carol? Uh, slow, slow, uh, claymation, uh, face. Oh, yes, that was cool. Yeah, super cool. Skin was burning off her, off to the bone. Yes, that was cool. Oh, oh, you're talking about Shirley. You're talking about the uh, the one that I didn't like. <laughs> and uh, David, who was your um uh, most creative kill scene? Um, mine was, I'm going to have to agree with Marlene, and this is kind of like, um, you know how Rose kind of went uh, psychological with her? Yeah. Uh, favorite scene. Mine is going to be, you know, Ted, when his guts exploded after drinking the beer that was laced, because it's just, you know, what goes around comes around, because him and um, Carl were the one that gave the, um, Ronnie the point that was laced. Oh, yeah. And so... He gave him that tainted beer and his guts exploded. I'm just like, what goes around comes around. And that's true. You know, it's just, there's, I mean, this is a personal thing. I hate to get on my soapbox, but every time you go somewhere, you go out to a bar or something, like you go with karaoke joint or whatever, there's always somebody there who thinks they're, you know, the big man because. They drink a whole bunch of beers. I mean, they just like drink it and then they can crush the can of their head or they build a pyramid of it. There's always that guy at the bar that you wish that would happen to. And yeah. Ted was that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just glad that happened, but it's just it just sucks that after her his guts exploded on, you know, poor um I forgot her name. Uh, Shirley. Shirley. That everybody just ran. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. She ran one way and they all ran the other. They're all like, oh, she, oh, somebody killed her. Ah, they're out of here. (laughs) They're so useless. And Miss Rose already gave her, um, well, well, you said your favorite death scene, Miss Rose, but whose death was more creative, in your opinion? Sorry, I didn't find any of them particularly creative, uh-huh. except maybe electrifying the bed. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was mine, Miss Rose. Yes, I I completely agree. 
I, I think that was creative. That's been done. Shower scene's been done. Uh, the exploding stomach. What better exploding stomach scene was there than Alien? Uh, you're right about that. You're right about that. That was a great one. Great premise. Uh, getting chopped up by a blade from a, a spinning blade. That had been done. And I don't really know that we'd ever seen an electrified bed at this point. Yeah, but by 1984 or 1986, I don't think so either. And it kind of fits into the whole what goes around comes around thing, the whole revenge thing, because didn't he get electrified um, once they sprayed him with water in the shower, Marty, I mean? Yes, I remember that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So a lot of the stuff that happened to him is some kind of sick, twisted way he's playing back on them. Yep. The only he put anyone back for was the swirly. I was saying, you know, he should. I think that was uh, Shirley. Um, was was no Nancy. Nancy at the end, because she falls into a cesspit. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. But I would have taken her head and drowned her in the toilet. <laughs> I think, but the way she died was worse. So good. <laughs> but but you know what? I gotta say this. I am still so mad at Marty for killing Dingby though. Because I, I don't oh. think he deserved it. I remember us saying that in the um in the first podcast, Jay. I I still am mad at Marty for that. I'm like, Marty, no, don't kill the black janitor. Not because he's black, but because he didn't do anything wrong. He was the nicest guy in the movie. He saved Marty's life that day. Yeah, he's he saved. I mean, they could have killed Marty. Um, doing the whole swirly thing. I mean, he could have drowned him, but Digby went to the coach, and the coach went and got him and said, hey, small spot this. Digby should have just left the building for the day and been a character not in the movie anymore instead of killing him off. That yes, that would have been better. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the guy that played uh, Digby, what was his name again? His name um, was John Clark. You know, he didn't do anything else other than this. Oh, really? There were a lot of people that were in this movie that – they may have did this and like one other thing, and that was it, except for Carol Monroe. Right. She did a lot more other well, things, but a lot of other, a lot of the other actors, yeah. That this was one and done. Acting wise, I can kind of see why they didn't get a whole lot of other jobs. Okay. <laughs> 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 the thing is, like the people that worked behind the scenes, like the producers and the directors, uh -huh. and Harry Manfredini, of course, who did the music oh. for the Jason movies, they all yes. had great careers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the music because there are so many moments I'm like, dude, you just copied your own music for this. Exactly. Thing. Yeah, that, I mean, there is a lot of uh, Friday the 13th music yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. But he repeats himself a lot. If you if you follow movies where he does the music, you hear him repeat himself a lot. It's really funny. <laughs> I like it. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I like that '80s that sting. You know, but um. You know, I'm really hoping. I am really hoping that for because I, I think we all know this by now, right? We all know that we are getting a prequel series for Friday the Thirteenth, right? We all know this, right? It's going to be on Peacock next year, and I am really hoping that they continue to use Harry Manfredini's uh, score. Yes. I am yeah, so hoping that they. Okay, I'm the whole I, 
Maybe I'll catch you in the North Club when that comes on. Oh, uh, what did you say, Marlene? I said I know that Tom Savini is on board. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes, 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 I can't, oh, gosh, yes. Perfect. Awesome. I'll watch it then. I yes. love Tom Savini's work. Yeah, so talented. I've Very. met so many times at Frightmare, it's like we're on a first-name basis now. Oh, and yeah, so oh, yeah, good, because he's always there. As a matter of fact, yeah. I think he's going to be there this year, too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> well, Jay, who is your most creative kill? Well, I'm going to agree with Dave. Uh, Ted, though, I, I, I'm guessing that, that did she somehow put Drano in the beer or something? I don't know what she put in the, what he put in the beer, rather. He, uh, whatever. How do you get something in a beer can without, I mean, how, well, without, Yeah, without somebody noticing. I, I was thinking yeah. that same thing, Jay. Yeah. Maybe how, it's a chemistry how, thing. Maybe he knew some kind of. Uh, well, yeah, chemistry. because, you know, he was a chemist, right? That's how he got That's blown up in the first place. Yeah. And, and and maybe that was supposed to be the acid that fell on him in, in the beer. Oh yeah. Well. But I just thought it was a really fun, uh, unexplained kill. Like it's just like, how did he do that? I don't know. But oh, look now he's pulling yeah, his guts out. Like that it. looks so cool, you know. So that's 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 my most to me that's the most creative one. R Rose goes the joint. Oh, that's right. He laced the joint too. He laced the joint. So then when he drank the beer. There is a chemical reaction between the alcohol and the hops uh -huh. and whatever he put in the doobie. Okay, so Ted, he smoked a joint? Mm-hmm. Oh, they did smoke. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. were passing them around. Oh, that's right. They did. They and that seen outside. Yeah. yeah, but remember, they showed the oh, beer can. They showed the beer can go with like this blue yep, bubbly stuff coming out of it. Smoke. Yeah. Kind of. So there's something in the beer, too. So all he had to do was slip it either into the Coke or the joints. But the beer had and something bubbly coming out. Yeah, the beer can had something like, coming out of it, too. Well, even, that, that's a close up. <laughs> once the beer touched his mouth, it would have come in contact with whatever had been in his mouth. Mm, I and still think it was in the beer can. Would go into the can. Well, so. <laughs> so I thought he laced the joint. I, no, I think it was in the beer. Until they drank he, the alcohol. Yeah, but he wasn't. But other people were drinking alcohol too and smoking the joint. Although Carolyn was only doing coke, and that's what oh yeah the, the guy who does coke and then goes oh I'm falling asleep. Uh, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do it to know that's not yep. how it works. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he could have put the chemical on the weapon that stabs the hand. Now it's trying to do a science fiction movie. That's true. You, know, <laughs> well, that's the thing. you have no idea how he did it. It's going to keep going. But all of a sudden, they, whatever it is, makes him pull his guts out. I just, I love that. I think that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking he put something similar to what we call bath salt. Could be. Oh, yeah. Oh, kind of like Comet. Could be. Oh, yeah. It, it did look like Comet to me, anyway. <laughs> See, that's what I was thinking, like Drano or something, you know? Yeah. Something. Yeah, I don't know. And they don't tell us, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we have to be okay with that. We have no well, choice yeah, yeah, but to be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in England. 
Yes. They don't have the kind of tabs we had. They still had the pull tabs. You could easily, if you were smart, lift an edge of the pull tab, put a hypodermic underneath the edge, and it's still not going to lose its fizz for multiple hours. So you slip the hypodermic under the pull tab, inject whatever you want in there, you pulled off the pull tab, thus opening the can, exposing it to both the air and the alcohol. There's your chemical reaction. Oh, it makes sense. And there are multiple ways that could have been perpetrated and it was just cut out for time. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Know. That makes I a lot of sense. We're in this deep, serious conversation about this stupid movie. It's so. <laughs> well, you should have heard Mina Latrice's uh, conversation about Zombie High. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, how can we get deep from this movie? Well, we find a way. As a matter of fact, we're going to get a little bit deeper, and because. <laughs> <laughs> because I have my last question, which is, uh, how does uh, Slaughter High pertain to the Bible? You forgot one. You're supposed to ask what was the least creative kill. Oh, yeah, that's right. I sure was. What is the least creative kill? And I think we all kind of probably will agree. Uh, I but know. I don't think so. <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> but Marlene, what is your least? Uh, uh, what is what, in your opinion, was the least creative kill? Uh, the janitors, okay, David. Who was your what was the least creative kill, in your opinion? Paula, because I just he annoyed me through the whole movie. I think he annoyed everybody here. Yeah. yeah. That should have been much more brutal. He should have had a more brutal death. I, I think so easy. too. I, I think mean, so too. Yeah, I mean he just hung there and then he got out only to have, you know, his friend, uh Carol, uh, Carol you know, hit it, you know, kill him. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it should have been much more But brutal. but you know what? Now that I think about that, David, it was kind of poetic justice because because they were the one they were the main ones that was actually in on it so so for her to have killed the guy who uh was in on that joke you know because like and nancy said the same i mean she said it she said he is you two he's after nobody else so for her to have for him to get her to kill the guy that was the ringleader. I think it was kind of poetic justice. I, I get that storyline-wise, but, you know, just, like I said, he was just so annoying. He should have gone out more brutal like Dawn did in Terrifier. <laughs> uh, I understand. I Now that you mentioned that, I, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I do. And uh, uh, well, what does Miss Rose um, think? Who was who had the least uh, 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 creative death? I don't know the guy's name, but he's in the car and he gets stabbed from behind. Miss Rose, oh, that's mine oh. too. 
and I remember I that was the same thing I did say this on, on the last episode on, on the first episode that we did Jay I remember that that because it really is my least favorite kill because I thought I mean I thought that, that it was just so boring it was a boring way for them to you know for them to kill somebody off I, I truly believe that was thrown in there because it is just like the damsel in distress dropping the yep. weapon. It is a horror movie trope to kill somebody either with a garage from behind in a car or a chair or to come up from behind and knife them through the, the wall, through the chair, through the car seat. Yes. Those two things are typical horror movie tropes, especially from the it, it, it is. Yeah. It is. I think they just pick it out of a hat, saying, okay, how's this guy going to die? Yeah. We, we don't have a really creative one. Now let's see how this guy's going to die. And they just pick or it out of a hat. They start we haven't done that yet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Every horror movie has to have a stab in the back. Uh, that is correct. Try to drive away. I mean, when you think about it, it it's, it's the truth. You know what would have made Pollock's death a little bit better? Um, have Carol Monroe kill him, but have her think that he was Marty. Have yeah. you should have had um, Marty put the jester mask on uh, on Pollock because mm-hmm. he was wearing the mask in the beginning of the movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's so true. I, then it would have come full circle, and then that could have been a death I could have gotten behind. This is a group of three, it was the writer, it was written and directed by three different people. You mean with three heads together, they couldn't have come up with something more creative that one guy could have done. Sometimes, sometimes it's too many chefs in the kitchen, I don't know. Too many chefs, not enough stew. (laughs) (laughs) And Jay, how about you, sir? What was your least favorite? uh, I mean, your the least creative kill. Okay, well, this is wild because until just a few minutes ago, I had said Carol's death. Because boom, it's like no, she didn't suffer enough. Then Rose. You talk about her death in a whole different way. I never thought of looking at it. So now I can't agree with my own choice. <laughs> I think actually, a lot more interesting than I realized. Um, right. So I'm going to have to go with, and and then I'm going to have to agree with you again, Rose. Uh, the 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 kill in the car is just like boom, and okay, that was that, that's been done. Okay, let's move on. You know? so exactly. Not only did I change my mind, but you blew my mind, Rose. It was awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You see what I've uh, you, you that, that's what I put up what what I've had for uh, ten years of my life. <laughs> I haven't changed what I said there. <laughs> careful, David. Careful. Yes. Thanks, Jay. I'm gonna be in the doghouse tonight. <laughs> oh well, and we're about to get even deeper because my last question, and this it is the very last question, guys. How does Slugger High pertain to the Bible? Now, I don't remember what I said last time, but this time uh, I do have a scripture um, that then can go along or, you know, that fits the bullied and the bullier. But uh, I'm not going to lie. It cut this scripture cuts very deep. 
and it it is hard to swallow and uh and it's a hard thing to do as well the scripture i am speaking of is first john three fifteen, and it says everyone who hates his brother is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him which is christ jesus uh it, it may have seemed like marty was justified in killing skip and the others and very satisfying to watch i might add but in reality in real life murder is never right for after you purposely kill someone you can never take it back and guess what bullies and yes i am talking to the bullies of the world right now uh you can kill people with with your words as well whether you mean to or not you can kill someone's self-esteem you can kill somebody's character and when you have done that it's just like a physical murder whether you are a christian or an atheist murder is murder and unless you repent which is a total mind change the word of god says we will not abide in him and that's what i have that's all i have yeah so and I, and you know, I, I know that, you know, it, you know, we've been sitting here laughing about, you know, the most creative kill and, you know, our, our, you know, our, our most, you know, but in reality, in real life, you know, God says it is a no, no, you know, and uh, I have something to add to that. Yes, ma'am. One of the reasons that quote unquote good people. And I'm not saying those who think they're good. I'm saying people who don't actually murder. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Watch shows like this that feature so many murders is we all have hateful thoughts. Oh, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That we'd really like to take our revenge on. And from a strictly psychological standpoint. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know what, um, uh, Miss Rose, uh, is so that's so true because you know Richard Moylan, uh, who you guys have been on on the show with uh, numerous times now. Um, I, I think you guys have been on the um show with Richard. We were on with Witchboard. I don't think we've. Done yes, it. yes, yes. You're right. Yes, Witchboard, and uh, well, he says on multiple occasions occasions especially friday the 13th for him is so cathartic um because he gets to you know he doesn't you know he's not going out and physically murdering um people you know um <clears throat> but he can do it through the movies you know it, you know yeah that's how he you know exactly exactly
and watching all these bullies get their comeuppance was quite satisfying. Oh, yes, oh yeah. 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 Until, until it was all in his head. Uh-huh. And well, for me, that was a big letdown. For me, it's like, we just saw a preview of what he's going to do. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Or what he wanted to do. Yeah. You know, if there had been a sequel, that would have been great. Uh, absolutely. And that leads me to what I can link back to the Bible, if you don't mind. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. You have the floor, Miss Rose. You have the floor. The death of Dixie. How was he murdered? What did he do to him? He nailed his hand to the door. I saw that, and I thought about that, too. Yep. He was the innocent guy. He was the one who saved Marty. Or tried to. Yeah. And he died. By Marty's hand. Because he actually didn't do anything. Yep. And... Here he was basically martyred for them. He died for their sins. And by Marty's hand. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really deep, Rose. So, <laughs> oh, hi. You know, Say exactly hi. to oh, the comparing that death. I don't have to come out and say it. Thank you, Smith. Say I'm not saying he's a righteous man. I'm not saying. That oh, yes, ma- yes, ma'am. I, I understand. However, yeah. the similarities are there. Yep. Yeah. Because I tell you what, I, I did I think about that, Miss Rose. Uh, as yesterday when I was watching it, I was like, huh, what, what are they trying to say something with this stuff here? Because exactly. he did. He, he nailed his arms like he was Jesus. He did. Exactly. He, he did. I, I'll say it, Miss Rose. I'll go ahead and say it. They He nailed his hands like he was Jesus. Absolutely. Okay, Digby didn't go in and try and break up the kids because he's just a janitor. That was above his pay grade. Yeah, yeah. He went and got the first person he could who had it in his power to break it up. Mm-hmm. He was the intercessor. Yep. And what is Jesus supposed to be between man and God? Yep, the intercessor. The intercessor. You are supposed to pray to Jesus for the help of his father. Amen. Amen. Crying out for help. The intercessor sees that and goes and gets the help. And then he gets murdered for it. Yep. So I can't help but make that comparison. I totally get that. I totally get it. Well, like I said, I was thinking it. I I didn't write it down because I didn't, I mean, it didn't, of course, it didn't come to me that way. But I did think it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Are they going to say something? The first time I saw his hand getting nailed up there, I'm like, oh. And please don't take me the wrong way. I saw this movie a long time ago. Yes. Yes. And my first thought was Black Jesus. Just like I saw in that church in Memphis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, a lot of people do believe in Black Jesus now. Hey. Exactly. And a lot of people well, do. It wasn't 
white, he wasn't black, he was somewhere in between. Because he yes, ma'am. I, I, I believe that. I really do. I actually saw in my head that black Jesus on the cross from that Southern Baptist church in Raleigh, Tennessee, or Raleigh, Memphis, Tennessee. And they had a Sunday morning program. And what's really funny is their church shared a parking lot with my church, which was a Sunday uh, church. So on Sundays, we'd use their parking lot. And on Saturdays, or excuse me, the other way around, on Saturdays, we used their parking lot. On Sundays, they used ours. Oh, that's awesome. So now I'm working with a woman who attended that church in her youth. <laughs> Well, Miss Rose, we have to take we have to take one little break, okay? But well, when we get back, we will um, go forward in what you were saying. I, I really want to hear that, so uh, we will be right back. All right, warriors, we are back. And uh, um, Miss Rose, you were saying uh, something about the church that you went to. Yes, um, that we shared a parking lot. Yes, yes. Southern Baptist Church, who was, or which was on TV every Sunday. And I just found out last week, or the week before during spring break, that uh, a woman I work with used to go to that same church, that Southern Baptist Church, which is where I saw my first black Jesus. I had never heard of it. Mm -hmm. I was just a little girl. And then when I see Digby for the first time getting his hand nailed up there, I see that black Jesus on the cross. I, I can see how. And I couldn't help it. My mind just went there, and it never left. And so every time I've seen it after that, I've made even more parallels between Digby and Jesus. And I'm just like, and he's only got one name. It's not like, you know, his name is Mr. Digby. He's just Digby. Right. Just right. Jesus. And And he didn't have any... He didn't really have that many scenes either, so you know, and, and that's why I was mad when he did when Marty did kill him because I was like, Yeah, yo, he didn't do anything to you, Marty. But then that uh, you kind of summed it all up, Miss Rose. So I thank you for that. <laughs> In a way, Marty becomes Pontius Pilate, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wash, he may want to wash his hands of it, but he can't because the Jews are crying out for his death. Yep. So he kills him anyway. Yep. He's like, You're here, you were there, you gotta die, dude. Yep. <laughs> you gotta die. Uh, oh, and Marlene, uh, what do you, uh, what is your opinion, huh? Uh, hopefully you remember, because I know you say you left your notes at home, but what is your opinion on uh, how how Slaughter High could pertain to, to the Bible? Marlene? 
I think she has us on mute. Okay. Well, uh, David, how about you? What What's your opinion? Okay. Well, before I get into that, didn't they do an episode on a uh, good times where JJ uh, painted a, a portrait of Black Jesus? I I'm not gonna say that I remember that, but I am gonna say they probably did. Okay. Okay. Well, Very um, possible. Okay. Well, mine is um, Romans twelve nineteen through twenty one from the King James version. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine; I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him; if he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing that that for in so doing. Thou shalt keep coals of fire on his head. So pretty much, Marty, he he sought vengeance. Yeah. And the heaps of coals, which in another way is is kind of alluding to, is the fires of hell. So he sought revenge and got it, but he found himself in his own mental hell with everybody that he. Killed. killed uh, yeah that's true yep yeah and you saw uh kismet was over here right my cat yes yes he wants um everybody here to uh look up revelations 21 8. 21 and 8. all right one and eight. yep here it is episode uh, season one episode two um jj painted uh black jesus oh okay 1974. Revelations 21 and 8. I am getting that right now. It says a sudden run of good luck in one of JJ's paintings created a religious conflict in the Evans household. It aired February 15th of that year. So, good memory, Dave. Yeah. Of reruns. If that was before you were even born. Nick at night, what can I say? <laughs> uh, Revelations 21 and 8 says, But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Doesn't that sound like everybody that's been in this movie except for Digby? Uh, yes, and sir. And the coach and the dog. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much, you know, all, you know, you know, they pretty much all, you know, died in sin. And, you know, the person that, you know, killer that sought revenge, he's now pretty much going to be in hell with all of them. Yes. So... That's, in my estimation, how it pertains to the Bible is how seeking revenge is wrong. Right, yeah. And, and it is. It is because the Lord does say, I will repay. Yeah. yeah. And, and pretty pretty much his way of, of repaying people is actually much more, uh, much more great than what we can do, even, even as it relates to murder. You know, because his way, I, I don't even, have, we don't even have to touch anybody. You know, it, 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 yeah, he, he has a way of, of punishing people 
without having to do all of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Marlene, are you there? Marlene, I don't, th I don't think she can hear us. So anyway, that was Kismet's uh, Bible verse. He wanted to contribute to <laughs> And I must say, Kismet is so cute. <laughs> yeah, you can see our other two, but they're kind of camera shy. <laughs> well, guys, I don't have any more questions, and Marlene can't hear us, I guess. And Jay, listeners, has to leave. So um, it's just me, David, and Miss Rose right now. Marlene is on the camera, but I we can't can't see her and um, can't hear her. So, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I'll go on to do um, my five fun facts. Um, and this says um, my first fun fact has something to do with what you guys were um, talking about before about you know. The, the building of the um of where it was um, shot at or something like that. That's my first fun fact. Uh, um, the film was shot entirely in London, England, with a predominantly British cast adopting American accents. Oh wait, no, no, that's not. Um, this is. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, this is as it pertains to their accents. I'm sorry. But I do have that on my five fun facts, though. Um, I guess, like I said, I think we invented a new drinking game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the outside shots were done in Surrey, England. Okay. Yeah. All the outdoor scenes, including the outside of the building, that was a different building. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, um, yeah, uh, this is a part of my first one fact. Um, and one scene skip, um, Carmine, um, Ian, Ian Cone, or, yeah, we could, we, we couldn't pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, uh, tells the group that Marty will have to stop terrorizing them because April Fool's Day traditionally ends at noon. If one plays a prank afternoon, they are deemed the April's fool. Well, unbeknownst to the filmmakers, this tradition is followed in the United Kingdom, but it's not followed in the United States, where April Fool's Day is an all-day event. Uh, my fun fact number two is, um, uh, well, I, and I mentioned this um, too a, a few minutes ago, uh, Caroline Monroe, who plays Carol, was dating director George Dugdale at the time this, this film was made. They kept their relationship a secret during filming and later married. And they remained married until his death in 2020. Um, they ha had two children together. Okay, now here it is. This is what I was um, talking about. My number three fun fact, the interior of the high school was a condemned grammar school said to be demolished. Lockers had to be added since uh, since the English schools uh, rarely have lockers. But the filmmakers were permitted to 
to set off this explosives and set the building on fire since it was scheduled to be demolished. Uh, the, in, the exterior of the high school was shot at an abandoned mental asylum, which has since been re renovated and turned into a luxury apartment building. I don't think I would stay there. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my fun fact number four is um, shooting was stopped one day by the American Secret Service. One of their uh, pyrotechnics alarmed the Secret Service who were nearby on security detail for President Reagan, who was visiting England at the time. And my fun fact number 18 is, as of 2018, Japan and Spain are the only countries to have a hope uh, to have a home video release of the film under its original title, April Fool's Day. And now we uh, move on to the cast and crew that has passed on. Now, unlike yesterday's uh, uh, podcast uh, yesterday uh, we discussed the uh we discussed final destination five well nobody passed on from that um uh uh movie at all but in this movie i have one two three four five six seven deaths um <clears throat> george dugdale who i just um spoke about the director uh one of the directors anyway uh, he passed away on January 14, 2020. I couldn't find a cause of death, and I didn't see an age for him either. Uh, Simon Scudamore, who plays Marty, so sad. He died on November 21, 1984. Um, uh, uh, now, <clears throat> another fun fact about this movie is that um, it was made in 1984 but it came out in 1986 and yeah. you know and so that's prop uh you know uh just so my listeners won't get confused it came uh it came out long after simon killed himself uh or died you know he killed himself by drug overdose and he was 28 years old uh mark smith who plays the coach. He died December 24th, 2006. He was 61 years old and I couldn't find a cause of death for him either. Uh, Dick Randall, who plays Manny and he was also one of the producers of this movie. He passed away on May 14th, 1996 due to a stroke. He was 70 years old. Uh, Stephen Menagian, uh, he was another producer. He died on April 9th, 2021. He was 96 years old, and I couldn't find a cause of death for him. Um, Alan Putney, uh, he was a cinematographer. He passed away in 1996. And Jim Connick, he was the film editor. He passed away on June 29th, 1991. He was 66. And I couldn't find a cause of death for him either. Uh, I would move on to the cat uh, to my grouper's reaction, 
where, you know, I just put a, you know, a question or two on my um, group page and, uh, and see if, you know, if anybody, you know, has an answer for the questions. Uh, but I did not, um, uh, I think the question I asked everybody was, um, who was their favorite character and who, uh, whose death scene was more creative in their opinions, but nobody answered the questions. So what I, I, I find interesting about this whole movie, I, cause I did research just like you do. I mean, I always try to, um, be prepared, but I find I'm overprepared a lot of times. But when you were reading off um, all the, uh, the the people that had died, uh-huh. most, I mean, there's one of them that, of course, um, was, of course, Marty. But a lot of the other cast and crew, I mean, the other cast members, there's really not a whole lot about them after this movie came out. I mean, you find out they did other things, but you don't know if, you know, some of them are still dead or alive or what. It's still like, dead? Well, no, well, actually, I mean, uh, the IMDb and Wikipedia, they're actually uh, uh, pretty good about, you know, uh, putting the deaths out there if they have died, uh, it's, especially IMDb. They're really good about it. Yeah. So uh, it, so when I, um, I, I click on their names, you know, because IMDb, you can click on their names. Wikipedia, not so much. If, if they're not highlighted in the blue, you you really really can't find out much about them. Exactly. But yeah. but I am DB. They are good about it though. Even you can be be the least known actor, and if you click on their name, they will tell you if they have passed on. Now they might not tell you the reason they passed on, but they will tell you that they passed on. I am DB is pretty good about it. Yeah. It's just like, you know, with certain movies, especially like these ones here that are, you know, lesser known. Um, it's just like, you know, you, you click on the names and, you know, you see what they've done and, you know, they don't give you a birth date or, you know, what they're doing now or anything like that. It's just kind of like some of them just disappear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Well, um, I think I see Marlene. Oh, yeah. Mar Marlene, are you there? I saw her head. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I know she's at work, so she's probably busy. But hopefully, she she was able to uh, hear us. Yeah. Hopefully, she was able to hear what we we're saying. But um, but yeah. So uh uh, uh but yeah. Um, no groupers reactions, and I don't have any more on uh, people who have passed on and. Then I don't have any more questions or no more fun, fun facts. Uh, so we are actually done with the podcast. Uh, but uh, I, I had so much fun, though. I, I, I But I, I love when we all get together, David and Miss Rose. Uh, you guys are, uh, you guys just bring so much to the table. And, you know, I, 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 I love it. I love it so much. Uh, um, but uh, I, um, my group page listeners if you guys are still listening now i know we've uh, kind of passed the we're like at the two hour mark now but uh but if you guys are still listening my group page is on facebook you guys can uh go in as a matter of fact 
I think I might hit two. Uh, uh, I think I might hit eight hundred today. Uh, I know I uh, I, I w- was um, at one ninety seven before we started the podcast. Hopefully, I'm at eight hundred now. So because <laughs> I, I only did three. I sent some of my friends' invites, and they're now part of it. Yes, yeah, I and saw that. But you know what? You weren't the only one, David. Uh, Marlene had invited a lot of people yesterday. I'm so thankful for her. Um, and then earlier in the week, um, Miss Lori Wood um, uh, did the same thing. She had invited a lot of uh, a lot of her friends too. So and I think I, I think I'm gonna write a status for you guys. I think I'm gonna you know. Uh, put you guys name out there so I can thank all three of you, um, you know, publicly. Uh, well, you've got one. Her name's Pixie Allister. Yes. That's our daughter. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. I've, I've been telling her for years about you and telling her about the podcast we do. So I sent her an invite and now she's part of, part of this um, group. Yes. Thank, thank you, uh, David. That, that means a lot to me. And, and, uh, Listen, I'm looking forward to her um, possibly coming on the podcast. (laughs) I know if you do like some Japanese horror movies, she'll definitely jump in. (laughs) I probably won't, but I will keep that in mind, though. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Now, Ringu, I probably will do. Have you done The Grudge yet? Yes, I have. Okay, what about um, Tokyo Gore Police? Or one missed call. I have not done one, one missed call yet. Not okay, yet. Okay, well, that's one she does. We'll do anything with the Sasuke sisters. Oh, yeah, American Mary or Ceno Evil 2. Uh, yes, yes. I, I Now, I do have Ceno Evil 2 on my uh, schedule. Um, I want to say it was, was it this year? I think it's this year. I think it's in October. Don't quote me because it might not be this year. It might be next year. But I do have it on my schedule. I'll I'll, I'll um, message you, um, David, and I'll let you oh, know. Because I got a wrestler in it. Because I I I forget yeah, if I, I have it this year or next year. I forget. But I'm gonna check my schedule. I'm gonna check my schedule, and I'll I'll get back to you today about it, David. I do know that I have it on my schedule. I just don't yeah. know when. So, but uh, well, guys. Uh, we have come to the end of my podcast. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Before I do, I, I do want to um, point out that I do have merch uh, now. I, I am wear, wearing my horror movie warrior shirt. And David, I know you have one. I can't wait to see you at Texas Fire Weekend with it on. <laughs> I just don't know what day I'm going to wear. I think I'm going to wear it Sunday. You know what? Anybody who attends TFW this year should wear their horror movie warrior shirt on a specific day. Yes. Together and have somebody take your picture. Yes, ma'am. Of the TFW background. It should be Sunday. Yes, yes. I was just going to say because there less people. There'll be less people on Sunday. And also because it's, uh, you know, the Sabbath. Yes, sir. The holiest day of the, day of the week. Yes, Everybody's sir. Church, but. You know, I think that would just be perfect. And also, I've got a photo op with Sam Raimi that day, too. Oh, awesome. So I'll wear, you know, when I go meet Sam Raimi. I think Carpenter, though, 
I think I got him for Saturday. Uh, yeah. But I think that day I'm going to wear a shirt that Rose got me. You'll, you'll oh. probably, you'll see it on me. Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Well guys, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But next week, uh, next week is the, uh, um, is, um, the Holy Week. It is Easter. Um, next Sunday is Easter, but that Friday, uh, and I, I have no idea why I did this, but I did. But next Friday, <laughs> me and Matt Latz and Nathan Dilla, we will be discussing Seed of Chucky. I, I, I don't know why I did that. I, I, I really don't. <laughs> but <laughs> that's like the least holy movie of all time. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. But um, but yes, uh, me, Matt Latz, and Nathan Dilla, we will be discussing Seed of Chucky next Friday. Good Friday at that. I, I really I really have no idea what I was thinking. I really have no idea what I was thinking. But um, but until next week, guys, this has been Latrice Carter, uh, David Hahn, the beautiful Miss Rose, Mrs. Rose Hahn, uh, Marlene Miller. She's here. But she's not here. <laughs> and Jay Bullington in his absence. Um, we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. And have a great Bye. April Fool's.